Seltzer Kings podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys are watching romantic comedies for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin Doyle. My name's John Sieber. I thought about that one in the shower this morning, but I was about <laughs> to say rom-coms, and in the shower I was like, you gotta say romantic comedies. Yeah, you, there was a little bit of like a row, romantic comedies. That's right, we are um, coming at you from part two of my big fat Greek wedding. Mm. And Kevin, before we were recording, you were scrolling uh, the phone and said you have some cor- Corbett tidbits. Uh, Some well, cord bits. Uh, Corey t- uh, termed it a corbite. A corbite. Oh, a corbite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is this seems like the type of energy that John Corbett brings around him. Listen to this. He's just at a bar. Okay. Saying, uh, when saying, is this? Like recently? This, this is two thousand. This okay. Be- this is before my big fat Greek wedding. Okay. And he's just like shooting serendipity, where he plays like a. He plays like a rock and roll uh, Middle Eastern clarinet player. Excuse me? Did you see me post that on Instagram? Is yeah, but I had no funny. idea what that was from. Like It's from Serendipity. He plays <laughs> Kate Beckinsale's like kind of boyfriend who's like touring and and he's just like plays world music, which like Yanni. Like Yanni. The like Greek Yanni. freak. To tie he, it all back to the my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Is Yanni the Greek freak? I think so, right? I don't know. Is Yanni Yanni's Greek? Uh yeah. I'm gonna look that up. Could be he he yeah he's a Yanni type character maybe a little more rock and roll Yanni mm. and uh, he has like a little more like chill energy but he's definitely playing like a bit of a goofball mm-hmm. like he's not playing like that hey what's up sweetie he's more aloof than that so he's in Toronto and he's just at a bar just saying uh, saying oh I, I read this script from my big fat Greek wedding <laughs> and. I'm pretty upset I can't make auditions because he really wanted to to audition for it. Uh, and then the producer overheard him. He was there in Toronto doing pre-production. What? And on the spot walked up to him and was like, you want the role? You got the role. Whoa. What? Yeah. When he was on Serendipity? He was filming Serendipity. That's crazy. And that right there is, is Serendipity. Serendipity. But who... So that this is the... So I'm trying to understand who in a movie set has the ability to just walk up to someone without talking to anyone and just Gary Goatsman Goatsman the Goatsman the Goatsman dude dude you run in the Goatsman in a bar you're walking out with a roll so, nine times out of ten <laughs> Gary Goatsman other time out of ten walking out with a goat yeah <laughs> um why because he's the goats man. man 
Is it eat multiple goats? But it's like, does any producer have the power to do that, or is he like the Uber producer or something he's, like that? Uh, so he runs Playtone for Tom Hanks. Uh, oh okay. yeah. So, so he's like the guy on top of Tom Hanks. So they must have been talking previously, like. Corbett's name must have been in consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, they didn't have text messaging back then, but you have to imagine he he went back in the room and he was like, "Get me on a three way call with with Hanks and yeah. Nia Vardalos." Yeah. I'm here with John Corbett. Yeah. That's a He's that is a, a great story. Wow. Yeah. And I, it sounds like I feel like for the internet uh, tidbit, they, you know, it's like two sentences. But they're probably in the same industry. I wonder if you're like you're over drinks. You yeah. see people, if you're doing production, all the film people know each other. Yeah, yeah. it's probably yeah little secret little secret production bars and restaurants that people are going to. That's the thing that's so funny to me about like rap beefs and stuff like that, and then industry beefs is that people a lot of times will fight, but because the entertainment industry, it's like you guys probably share a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you're like I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I'll see you at Michael Shadowitz's office. <laughs> Like it's like we're you all know each other. Oh man, here's okay. Also, we we briefly talked about this before, but this is adjusted for inflation, mm-hmm. the most profitable film of all time. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, I think it was only it was it was surpassed. I think only in like scale, like inflation scale, mm-hmm. by um, what was the movie that surpassed it? It was like after it, it was after fourteen years. That's insane. So. Most profitable. So you're looking at the expenses of making the movie, yeah, take, out of the revenue of the movie. It made five million dollars. It made three sixty eight, three hundred sixty eight million. And it cost five it million. Cost to five make. million. Yeah. Why? Why did a movie like this cost so little to make? Like, That's a good. Well, I think it was possibly because it was her. Like I think it was a. It wasn't like a huge bet on a star because mm-hmm. she was kind of unknown at the ah, time. Ah, so you're you're not paying the big star. Yeah, yeah. I think they're like. An indie film, like we make it for five, we make twenty. Like, yeah, that's twenty million dollars. Yeah, and it said it's the, um, it's the longest. Uh, basically, it was never. This is what it says. It's it never hit number one. Mm-hmm. It was just in theaters for a super long time. That's insane. So it that's just like awesome. kept on staying there, and and people probably just word of mouth. So it's like hung around for. For months Corbett That's was so probably crazy. the big the biggest star attached to that movie yeah at the time probably. do you think he got like a really good residual like did you think he worked into his contract a nice bonus I or do it's, think it's just industry standards it's I don't know it's weird to say like because I don't know fully how that stuff works like I know that you that they get sag obviously and mm-hmm. then they get a, a signing fee like I'll do it for this much but like the classic example is Robert Downey Jr. from the Marvel movies where mm-hmm. he was just like, yeah, just pay me an equity based on whatever you're going to do in the future. And he's the one who's like one out huge. But I don't know if people do that all the time. Goatsman, mm-hmm. Goatsman tries to not give away too many points on the back end. Go- Goatsman herds his points <laughs> like a herd of goats. <laughs> he's, uh, like, the, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going to come in here, do my big fat Greek wedding and milk me for all my profits, okay? <laughs> I'm going to shepherd this deal, okay? <laughs> Um, the movie that surpassed it was Sing, the animated movie uh, Sing. Have you guys seen that? No. no. It's actually very good. Well, but the fact that you say that means that, like, of course that's the one that did it, because I think that's a movie where there's people that are like, look, I don't care about music, I don't care about animated movies, that's a good movie. Yeah. So I'm, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a killer movie that, yeah. that's 
executives put together that are like, this is going to be I feel a like you've crazy said that financial about every, success. Every animated movie that's come out recently. Like, you just love an animated movie. See Trolls 2? <laughs> crazy. Well, seeing I took my niece to... Mitchell's vs. the Machines? Insane movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that. But Sing is about Matthew McConaughey like runs a broke down theater and they have like a talent show with like a pig and shit. It's like it's very it's kind of isn't it kind of like a, it, it's and they like all sing Elton John and like yeah, it's they it's, got all the rights. It's, it's perfect for you. Yeah, they made it for you. It's kind of like the voice for cartoon characters. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, it's 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 very good. I heard Sing 2 is horrible. Oh, okay, so here's the other thing. <clears throat> yeah. They made My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, which I don't think we're ever going to do on this podcast, so let's just... Uh, Who's in it? Same, same, same people, cast? the same crew. The film is directed... Same crew, down to the art that, department. That one they put $238 million to make, <laughs> and it only made $5 million. So it's just net even. On. So listen, they made it for $18 million. Okay, so they were like, we're getting the, we're getting the nice... Fage yogurt yeah, this time. The good coffee. We're, we're getting, yeah, we're getting the good coffee. Um, how much do you think it made on an eighteen million dollar budget? I mean, a, a movie like that just has to make money regardless. So I bet a hundred million. I would say one hundred thirty million. Ninety million dollars. Well, yeah. still a success in two thousand major success. Five Unless times the price budget. is right, then we're both out. Gosh, I, I mean, guessed one dollar. <laughs> that's true. Twenty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I don't think it was. Je- oh, but here's interesting. Audience gave it a minus. Mm-hmm. So th- that's just shows like people love. Yeah. Hey, speaking of what Corbett made, there was a lawsuit in Big Fat Greek Wedding one, the original. The cast, with the exception of Vardalos um, or Vardalos, uh, who had a separate deal, so she had a separate deal. Smart, because yeah. you wrote and produced. Well, the thing. just because it's a separate deal doesn't mean it's smart. She was paid completely in Kalamata olives. <laughs> so I still say smart. <laughs> Big fan of Kalamata olives. But the cast. Pitted or unpitted? <laughs> pitted. Oh, okay. pitted. Great, Ooh, deal. great deal. <laughs> great deal. Great deal. Don't got to do the work to get those pits out. But the cast, with the exception of uh, uh, her, uh, including, including Plato and Company, everyone but her sued the studio for their part of the profits. Profits. Profits, profits, uh, saying that Gold Circle Films was engaging in so-called Hollywood accounting practices. Uh oh! <laughs> forget that we're on camera, Kevin. <laughs> Shit, we're on camera. Kevin just made Kevin just made one of his jokes that he usually makes. <laughs> Got to use the other angle for that joke. <laughs> we need to have a thing. oopsie doopsie. We need to have a thing that happens in in the in the video podcast now that it's just it, it's just like it goes it's just a censored screen no the the, the, the color pic- bars there's <laughs> a, a picture of kevin like a cartoon picture of kevin just being like Oops. i was gonna say it's the picture of carrie it's it's a still shot of carrie bradshaw getting splashed by the bus like, yeah <laughs> it's just like uh, um, um so we are we're gonna do part two of uh my big fat greek wedding quick recap of where we're at um, let me pull my notes. Tula is that her name? Tula. Tula. Tula is You're so a, old. A, so old. You she's old working. Fucking bitch daughter. <laughs> in her restaurant, and uh, she's also working in the travel agency. And she just met Corbett, and they are now going out to dinner. So on a first um, date. On first a first date. date. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna check that out. We're pretty pretty excited about that. How how are you all feeling about part two? Well, I think it's going to be good because I realize that the movie's called My Big Fat Greek Wedding. So the third act is going to be the wedding. We're not going to wait yeah. till the end mm. for like them to be together. So mm-hmm. I feel like 
I feel like Act Two. Oh is wait, they be... get they get married. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Did you it's say about. Joey Fatone? I'm assuming. Did you say Joey Fatone is gay in this movie? Yeah, but I didn't mean sexual. I meant it just it's Joey Fatone. No, I'm kidding. I think he comes out in the movie. <laughs> okay. I've always heard that he's gay, and then I was like, I wonder in this movie, uh-huh. and I wonder if that's going to be a thing with the dad, or if I just made it up in my head at some point. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. It it seems like it would be. It would I was blowing that to... dad's mind. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because I was going to make the joke that Joey Fatone and Corbett get married. That'd be sweet. But I've belabored that point now. <laughs> but what's funny is I I do wonder there. I'm wasting time. We got to get to the movie. But I think there's something with her brother. I'm not saying he's comes out as gay, but there's something with the brother where it seems like he's this macho Greek guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like. I want you to take a look at my art. I yeah. wonder if there's a subplot that's going to happen with the brother as well. Mm. I'm not saying he's going to come out, yeah, but I yeah. wonder if there's something that happens with the brother. I've seen the movie before, a long time ago. <laughs> Clearly don't remember. And you don't remember if Joey Fatone's gay or not? I don't. I didn't remember he was in it. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's go ahead and watch the episode, or watch the, the second part of My Big Fat Greek Wedding. It, my Big Fat Greek Middle Act. I will say, it is funny that Joey Fatone is the fat one of NSYNC, and his name's Fatone. I, I mean, that's <laughs> just what it is. That's true. All right, we'll be back. My Big Fat Greek Wedding, directed by Joe Zwick. Everyone in the Portocalos family worries about Tula, played by Nina Vidalas, still unmarried at 30 years old. She works at Dancing Zorba's, the Greek restaurant owned by her parents. After taking a job at her aunt's travel agency, she falls in love with Ian Miller, a teacher who's tall, handsome, and definitely not Greek, played by John Corbett. Tula isn't sure which will be more upsetting to her father, that Ian is a foreigner or that he's a vegetarian. And now, back to the boys. And we're back. Wow. Part two, my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. What? Lots of lots of action in that one. Act two. Um, it was popping. A movable yeah. plot, for sure. The the love in this movie happened a lot faster than I thought. Mm-hmm. And it and I, I'm excited to explore this when we familiarize our, ourselves with romantic comedies, but it seems like from what I know, most conflict in romantic comedies involves them falling in love with each other. Yeah. And the conflict of the two of them falling in love with each other and probably ends with them together where the second act in this movie they fell in love very fast so mm-hmm. we can get to the conflict which i'm assuming is going to be the family drama yeah. yeah i think that yeah i definitely think that's interesting it, it occurred to me like this morning and then i was like oh a lot of them aren't like that a lot of them are like the airplane run to the airplane is the last scene yeah so i wonder if between acts two and three I wonder if act twos going forward are, are sometimes going to be a little mushier because this mm. is very clear that it's like single, falling in love, wedding. Yeah. And a lot of times it's like the, you know, it's like, oh, we're falling in love, but the person's job got transferred. Right. Or something right. that's yeah. not, that is like, how do we overcome this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think this is like a very clear conflict and very relatable so i'm continuing to understand why this movie was so big Mm -hmm. because you're like oh man there's not a movie like this there's really not a movie that's like 
there's not that many movies that are are like this. I yeah. Don't know. yeah, I think it also really points out the like leaving and cleaving of them like being a unit together, but then being like, because they're we're starting to see. You'll talk about this in a second. The plot we're starting to see that it's it's mostly her family that's so big that they're like we're a unit. Can our love overcome this? Yeah. But now we're also seeing his, his parents family. is like oh he comes from a different culture than she does mm-hmm. even if his culture seems like a non-culture almost yeah. it's definitely a culture do you think his parents uh, demanded to see the amount of charitable contributions that she made to npr before inviting the family service? absolutely absolutely um so th- this uh the second act starts Aiden, with them Aiden would be like oh i listen to car talk and he's like I don't do car talk. That's a little too racist for me. <laughs> um, th- no they, click, uh, no clack. The second act starts with them going out to, to dinner and um, falling in love, falling in love with each other on the bridge. A lot of makeout scenes in cars, and then the first obstacle would be him kind of um, earning the trust of the father. The father is really resistant to Tula marrying a non-Greek great montage with like all the boyfriends that he tries to hook her up hook her up with um and then uh you see the brother the brother's very supportive of him as well and then they um he ends up getting baptized in the greek church great line i'm i'm greek now i'm greek now i'm greek now greek now and then uh meets her family at easter which is a great scene a lot of energy all the people are there uh, and it's revealed that he is a vegetarian, which was also some great comedic moments. And then the last thing we saw is her uh, over at his parents' house starting to talk about the wedding. The North Shore com- Country Club is out of the picture because they got to do it in the Greek church. So, yeah. um, as I said, tons of stuff happened in that in that second act. Um, yeah. yeah. And now I think we're probably going to get into wedding planning. But... Um, I don't know. Where do you want to start with with the second act? How how much fun it, it used to be to make out in cars. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, we don't get to do that. You only get to do that in New York if you are making out in a taxi in, in an Uber. or an Uber. And then you, you straddle the line of it being like appropriate appropriate and fun or if you're just being a dirtbag to yeah. the person driving you around. If well, you're just kind of like, we're having a night and this is like, it. this is just fun and the, you can make like, out without i think like you can do any sort of making out without crossing the dirtbag territory right i think you can you yeah. know what i think is tougher it's now though hand, hands coming into play is when it when it yeah crosses yeah the, if you're just doing a little smooching or whips uh, when whips start coming into play yeah whips, totally. chains, back whistles, yo-yos you can't get the whoosh, the proper my yeah. grandmother riding by on a bicycle give me the finger <laughs> in a duck <laughs> that's kinky um but yeah there's definitely i think ubers have it will probably make it harder because taxis there's the barrier Mm -hmm. there's more of a thing of like what are you doing back there but it's like you know jimmy kimmel coming in with like a new york new york minute yeah Yeah, exactly yeah (laughs) sandy sandy kenyon you know (laughs) talking about movies Uh, my favorite thing the is the one what, minute movie review. Yeah. John Corbett plays Ian in my big fat Greek wedding. Chicago sets the scene for love. <laughs> You'll be dancing in the theater with dancing Zorbas. So I say go see my big fat Greek wedding for a lovely time. Opa. I'm Sandy Kenyon, and this is the movie minute. The best part about his movie reviews is and you can see it at the very end of those things he just goes for the movie minute and they hang on the camera too long and his eyes just go dead <laughs> he goes for the movie minute 
Dude, we have to get Sandy Kenyon to I do went a one-minute review of our, our, podcast. our podcast. I went to a screening with him one time uh, for some like screening for a show I was working on. And I had not eaten before, and so I went to Halal Guys and got a huge thing of Halal food. And then I got to the theater, and it was like a 20-seat press theater. Oh, my god! And gosh. I was like, I can't eat this. And I just put it underneath my seat and never opened it. And he was just there talking about, like, I don't know if I'm going to Cannes this year. I want to go see the screenings, but I'm not sure. And it was it was for the new Freddy Krueger movie. That's what we were there for. Oh, my he was gosh. Anyway, I tangent. Um Sandy Canyon. Sandy Canyon. But yeah, yeah, a makeout, I think. I think it's a little tougher when you're in someone's personal car in an Uber and you're just, you know. The the other hard thing is when you're not in a car, when you're just, when you go on a a great date, but then you're walking, you're like, you don't want to get too close to the subway. Like you see people Mm -hmm. doing makeouts like right by the subway. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you kind of, you kind of got to stop before you get you got to go midway through the block. Yeah. But then that's hard because you don't have a reason to stop. So then you have to be like, <laughs> let's stop here and kiss, which I've done that before. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's just a car is a prime, yeah. prime thing. Yeah. Let's, so the first time they kiss, we both, we all three of us noticed that the camera angle was really awkward for a first kiss in a romantic comedy. They were kind of in the thirds. But it was still. A I mean, weird... Corbett's got such big shoulders. Yeah. I don't know how you shoot around those. I think the cinematographer was like, "I've never had to do this before. I don't even know how." <laughs> I worked. His on a head pop- is so big. <laughs> we could not get around this damn shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Um, Goatsman, why'd you hire this guy? But yeah, Goatsman. his shoulder like definitely blocks a like, lot of the like, lip. Action. A lot of yeah. lip. You don't see. You don't see much of it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that that was, they were also on a bridge, so maybe they were like film. Were they filming from? Maybe they had a crane. They had a crane shot. They, for that? Te- they brought out the techno crane to shoot that kiss shot. It yeah. was that was that's where the bulk of the five million dollar budget yeah. went. <laughs> well, <laughs> that single shot. shot. It was in that marina. This is like this is a compliment to the film, and and I guess it's just something that I noticed, but it's not meant to be a knock. But some of the charm of this movie is like is that this is not Meg Ryan and and. Like they're not they're not the A list of rom com people, right? Like they're and it so it doesn't feel totally Hollywood and and but then in that moment that first kiss did not feel like mm. very erotic, yeah, yes, or it very very. Well, there like didn't feel was, a lot of chemistry, and, and, a little clumsy. And then yeah. the like the the scene where they were like falling in love, kissing in the car was like this like Middle Eastern like market music. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> It, there is a lot of. There I thought is Samantha lo- was going to come out with like uh, <laughs> some sort of outfit on belly yeah. dancing. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of broad, like broad Middle Eastern Greek overtone mm. stuff of this. Yeah, which I, as someone who's not exceptionally schooled in Greek culture, I'm like maybe that maybe it fits but there's a lot of just like yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of sitar here that they're just like it all fits dude the dad said the, the greeks were writing philosophy Corey, while your relatives were swinging from the trees that's true i mean honestly it's like what that, a sick burn that that dad could get into so much trouble yeah of course yeah you you, you know this oh. this is the sanitized version when the when the cameras are off mm, this is the windex version <laughs> i i will say uh, so the the main con- conflict that we're at now, which I guess, John, you have the most uh, experience with in-laws. And the, the in-law joke is like one of the oldest jokes around. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, my in-laws, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
everyone wants to think that love can overcome, mm-hmm. but it's like what, what besides love, do they connect on? Because a lot of life is spending time with other people's Zorbas. families. Being they connect different. on dancing Zorbas. He loves going there for uh, for some tzatziki. Yeah, and she's uh, a seating hostess there. That's, yeah. that's a connection point. I'm just wondering what I'm just wondering what besides pure attraction or what's the word uh, chemistry no infatuation the zaza zoo the zaza zoo <laughs> yeah it was like jeez man you guys better not revive this show in 12 years it's just gonna get worse <laughs> it's downhill after zaza zoo zaza zoo i will say something i never got on board with yeah any any I, I hate that. What is that. I've never even... That's in Sex and the it's City. It's in Sex and City. Uh, where Carrie, there's a whole episode where she's like, but does it have the Zaza Jeez. Oh, Were they doing that just to, like, to combat the uh, Seinfeld? Yeah. What was Seinfeld? Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada. And they, it, there literally might have been a thing in the writer's room. It's like, we need our thing. We need, we our, need, we need, we need our, our yada, yada, yada. Yeah, exactly. Well, I just wonder, besides infatuation... What are they connecting on? What, what is bringing them together? And he said, you... John Corbett, Ian Miller said... I mean, the, you. I came alive when I met you. Yeah. Well, yes, we've seen his family, which is not right? true. We, you came. I came alive when I saw you without glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny when he makes the connection. But put put your put yourself in his his point of view. This he's an only child. He came from you know pretty tight lipped waspy family. Mm-hmm, who yeah. uh, I imagine their fam- he has two cousins and that's it. Mm-hmm. Their family get-togethers are probably like pretty dry and pretty like stale and vanilla. And the idea of like even being a part of a vibrant, live, energetic family must be really appealing to him. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely true. Yeah, like, I'm sure true. when she like the things that are, are embarrassing for her, like my family owns, you know, Zorba's and then my cousins own the laundromat and then mm-hmm. my, my, my aunt owns the travel. Like that's probably like really exciting for him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He does seem like a as Corbett is an affable guy who can kind of talk to anyone, but mm-hmm. also stand his ground in who he is, yeah. Yeah. you know, like even the conversation with her brother who I was saying, I was like, we had the conversation of like, who's gay or who may be gay. And you said you found out joy Fatone is in the sequel. In the sequel. Mm-hmm. So you don't find that out here. And the brother, I was like, are they setting him up for something? I think they're just setting him up to be like, he's not the stereotypical guy that yeah. they're bringing over to marry her. He's like an actually like a loyal brother, but also like a sensitive guy mm-hmm. who little cares crazy. about her. Little, little crazy, little wild card. Yeah, a little wild card, but also great like great lips, great lips, handsome guy, very handsome, very yeah. handsome. But just like I love you, you're my sister. I'm Greek, but I'm not your stereotypical Greek yeah. guy. Yeah, you know, it, it, little well, bit of subversion of, of masculinity. In, yeah, in, 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 no, in, a, in a very uh, positive way. We all legit like, you know, checked in with each other when she said, like. But when he's getting baptized, which it's like, just imagine, watch the movie, but it's like, just imagine fucking six foot seven, like long hair. Like he, he literally, when people make like, the white like Jesus running, joke, running shorts. Yeah. Yeah. It, he looks like wasp Jesus. He yeah. does. And he, has, he is wasp Jesus. And, uh, and he's getting baptized for. Hey, Pop Tarts, I died for your sins. <laughs> hey, it's all wiped away, sweetie, sweetie, sweetie cakes. Um, uh, Wow, my, my my grace for you is free. Okay, so <laughs> that he, where I am, you will also be. <laughs> Isn't that pretty awesome? So hippie. So Aiden's looking straight up like hippie Jesus. He is Wait, like the Jesus. His name's not Aiden. It, 
Ian. Well, same thing. He's, a, he's, <laughs> he's I mean, th- he could not be more this Aiden. Is, this, is, this is also post-Sex in the City, so he's so Aiden right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, that's I true. I mean, yeah. you're getting... Do you think he's going to tell someone in their family to quit smoking? I just think it's gross. Yeah. I think, I do think with the Jesus thing. That I sounded do, like Trump. <laughs> I just think it's think gross. It's, gross. It's, 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 it's the worst. It's disgusting. My cigarettes are the best cigarettes. <laughs> Better Smoke than Trump uh, cigarettes. Aiden cigarettes. They're believe, pathetic. They're it, pathetic. Look at it. They're bad cigarettes. But my, my friends have the best, the best cigarettes. They're fantastic, <laughs> superb cigarettes. Uh, the, um, so he... Yeah. She looks at him doing doing a huge jump for her. That's like a huge thing for him to be like, I'm I'm showing you how much I love you. I'm doing this crazy, embarrassing, s- silly mm-hmm. thing. And she's like, he's he's gonna find out. What does it, what does she say? Basically, like, um, he's gonna find out, and she's gonna he's gonna leave me. I don't deserve this. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's that he's gonna find out. Not that I'm not worth it, but yeah, yeah, yes, that I'm not worth it. I'm not worth all this. And and the brother like looks at her and says, "You are worth. You are. Yes, that was a great scene. That was a great scene. And that was cool because that was like that's when you're like, okay, that was like a peek into mm-hmm. everyone in your family's been obnoxious so far or like wacky. Yeah, and that was I think the first hint. Maybe the mom has a few moments. Yeah, but that was definitely like, oh yeah, like th- they got each other's backs, which is. Cool. Do you think there's going to be? Well, first of all, two things I want to address is the f- when we watched the first part of this movie, we weren't sure if he knew she was the same person from Dancing Zorbas. Yes, and yes. It was confirmed that he didn't know when he asked her out on the date. Yeah, discovered it. That wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it would be. It no, just kind of. And I, I think pre- it was a little like. <gasps> I know, and then she she played it right. I, I thought she was gonna. I think in a normal rom-com she would have lied about that yes and that would have been the conflict yes yeah. and then he would have come back and exactly. she would have had to frump it up again exactly. whoa that's so true that's what that i thought was where going the conflict to happen happens in a normal rom-com but instead she was like my family owns that place and immediately deflated all of the potential conflict yeah. which i felt which is interesting it's it's it, there's something about like where we're going where and this might be why it was such a big success is that the relatableness is not madcap. Yeah. I don't know. I got to run around and make sure he doesn't find out the real me. Mm-hmm. The relatableness is like, we're in this together, but can we overcome the cultures of our families? And yeah. is this person going to really love me for who yeah. I am? It's like, that's what I think. Cause then it's like everyone's family. And he says this, like everyone's family is a little bit crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, even if you don't come from some big crazy culture, like everyone's family by definition is its own culture yeah yeah totally. and can you overcome each other's yeah you know and like that's what we're seeing with him is that his culture as like boring and waspy as they are it's still mm. it's still him yeah. also you were saying this i think one thing about him not only being an only child but like they're both a little bit the black sheep in their own families mm-hmm. like he didn't become a lawyer he became yeah. a teacher she's the She's the daughter that not only didn't get married, but kind of didn't want to get married, and didn't and didn't fall in love with a Greek man. Didn't fall in love with a Greek man, or like didn't want to get married, but you know wasn't mm-hmm. like oh well, yeah, didn't fall in love with a Greek man, want to go to school. So they're kind of these two black sheep finding each other, mm-hmm. yeah, and totally. trying to figure out how to how to make it work. Yeah, yeah and I think you see that. I think I think that is their connection point. Yeah, I, I think, think that so does too. make sense. My, yeah. my question about the third act is like, is all of the conflict going to arise out of? Um, family drama or do you think he's going to um, like look at him becoming Greek Orthodox getting baptized and going through any sort of regret for changing who he is 
Or is yeah. that just going to be... You think so? Well, I think he's going to have to... I think it would only be natural for somebody to go along with all this change and then not advocate for themselves. Mm. I think so far the caricatures that we have... But is he going to do that to appease his, his parents or because he's going to have a realization of what he wants? Um, I think their I think their relationship hasn't had conflict yet. So I mm. think they will have conflict. Um, and I think that there will be uh, maybe a humanization of his parents. Because right now his parents are straight up, like we said, boring wasp. They're just sitting there like, would anybody like cheesecake? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweetheart. Like it is. Yeah. And, but he's like, seems to love his parents. Mm-hmm. He does. He seems to sit there like, Hey, not not just like sorry, my parents are boring. Like yeah. if she said your parents are boring, I think you'd be like, "What? My father's a very successful mm-hmm. financial mm-hmm. analyst. Like mm-hmm. why? You, you know, he, you should hear him discuss tort law. Yeah, <laughs> and he yeah. works at the boys and girls clubs. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Which ha- one of them plays piano? There's a Steinway and Son's piano, and both. I was like, probably. Both. Yeah, they they both. <laughs> they probably sit next to each other and play do a little duet and, and do it. Yeah. I think probably like to each other. At yeah. All. I Rock think every, on and off or Tchaikovsky tonight, <laughs> sweetheart. I think every Christmas they get they have like a little too much port wine and they play Scott Joplin together and it's like the most fun thing that happens the entire year. It's like, oh my gosh, I feel so. I just want to go to a, a swing club. Uh huh. Do so, you think how much do you think we're gonna get a a thing of the mom of his mom dancing like traditional Greek dance do an opa and oh. being like, Oh, how do I, oh, oh. and then she just loses. It. It's like, uh-huh. ra- it's like rapping grandma. A hundred percent. That's his mom. I would stake do that so much of everything I have on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that'll be fun. I think that'll be a good, I think the wedding is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. The wedding is going to be great. So like if, if the conflict, so that we have to have, we have 30 minutes left. We have to have conflict and a really fun, ridiculous wedding. Like, how are they going to break this down? The conflict's got to come really fast and get resolved really fast. Are they going to Greece? No, no. the wedding. The wedding's going to be in her Greek Orthodox church. She did a she with did a, a bi- with that binder with her uh, her her cousins like senior year pom poms. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was another funny scene that was like a great comedic way to show their differences. That it's like she was like the she was showing them where the wedding's going to take place. And it's just like a, a Greek hall. Mm-hmm. And then she says to uh, Aiden's parents, Aiden, uh, it's just like the, the Parthenon backdrop is removable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like straight up. Yeah. Just imagine being being Greek and just being like, the Parthenon stays up. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's totally. got to be so cheeseball. I want to talk about the father because the father is like the big hurdle in this second act. She being 30 years old is still kind of under his household. The father is really offended that Ian didn't ask him if he could date his uh, daughter. And then, you know, the brother, the mother, and eventually Tula like convince him that it's okay. And he gets over it. Um, my questions about like the father is: Do you think that's um, still exists in like these large ethnic families, or do you think that's like more of a time of like the early late nineties, early two thousand kind of thing, or is like mm. it feel it feels just differently now? And maybe that's because like social media yeah. and like because we're in our late thirties, early forties, like dating yeah. just feels differently. I don't I know. Mean, I think I think part of it 
is there is a globalization that has happened in the past 10 years with social media and everyone just knows more about other cultures yeah. than they mm. did before. Like, I think this movie before was a look into like, this is what a crazy Greek family's like. Mm. And now it's like, they're like Greek Twitter probably exists. Like there yeah. is like, you can find out, you just end up knowing things. It's like, we know even so much more about what's happening in Ukraine right now. Like it's just mm. easier to be more informed. But I, I also, but I do think, do you watch Rami, the, the Hulu show? No, it's about a, it's about a traditional Muslim family. And there's so much of that stuff in there where it's like, it is like the parents are like, are you dating a good Muslim girl? And like the sister is super attractive, young girl. Who's like, it's going to date some waspy guy. And it's like a huge thing where you would be like, you've never dated a, just like a dude, yeah, you know, like a guy that's not. And it's, so it's like, I do that all that to say, I think like Rami is a picture where like this does exist mm. in a, in a lot of cultures. Yeah. We're also we, in the New York bubble too. We're also well, in the we're New York surrounded bubble. Surrounded by sure. like, I feel like everyone, if, if we said, I don't know if that exists as much anymore. It'd be like, yeah, talk to some Indian friends. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. Talk to some, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or talk to like what it would be like if if you took like a nice waspy like liberal girl from Massachusetts to like your southern family that yeah. are like real conservative. Totally. You know, that would still happen in the same way. That would be like, oh, wow. Also, like, just talk to that nice liberal girl from Massachusetts at a bar anytime that I've lived in New York and try to explain to her that I'm from the South <laughs> and her just be like, that must be hard. <laughs> you're like, no, it's not. It's not that hard. Um, yeah, I think I, I will say my assessment thus far, there's like some cheese ball elements to the movie, but I do feel like it deals with it's, it's better than I thought it, it, it would be. Yeah. Um, as a rom-com, it's not as, since it's an independent film, I thought it'd be maybe a little more artsy fartsy. And I kind of like that. It's a little more wacky do do do. Yeah. It's like, it's maybe. a, it's broad comedy straight ahead, like yeah. full mainstream. Yeah. The, um, I hope we get an indie scene. What if we just get the most indie scene? What would be like an indie scene in this movie that they could add in? The dad goes downstairs and the whole room goes full like David Lynch. The whole thing turns blue. And then the mom is just there like dancing as, <laughs> as dancing Zorba. And then He's and then like, Tula I'm starts to speak, but culture. she's speaking. Yeah. And Tula's just speaking backwards. And like Corbett's <laughs> just standing there crying blood as, as white Jesus. And then it goes back to the movie. <laughs> That probably is what that guy. I will give the dad credit. Every, it's always I like that the dad isn't like fully villainous because he's. I mean the actor's great. Yeah. Oh, the, he's fantastic. He's very good. The mom and the dad are like great, great actors. But it's like not to be over dramatic, but it's like it's hard to be a human. Yeah. And then you yeah. fucking you're you move here, you like do all this stuff for your family. It's like I think the past like twenty years, especially with like. Tim Allen home improvement type things. It's like, oh, like guys mm -hmm. are so dumb. Being a dad is what an idiot, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody loves Raymond and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's kind of interesting that it's like, this is like a hardworking guy who, mm -hmm. who gave his family everything. Mm -hmm. probably had a really hard life. And it's like, it can be silly to see what he wants. And he does need to work through his own stuff and mm -hmm. being like, listen, but it's like, he's just like, I just want to, I just, I have these desires for what I thought my life would look like. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I've seen that with my when I went home, my dad was like, "Yeah, his, I, his are a little bit more critical than that." Yeah, his aren't just like I want my daughter to be happy. His was I don't want to educate my daughter. Yeah, that's what he, I need to like. I like that's what will make her happy is if she's if she's dumb and cooks and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And so it's like his aren't just like I want happiness for my daughter. He is imposing his negative like negativity on what he thinks would make her happy, which is her, harming her. That's true. That's him needing to process his yeah. stuff because there's the other side too it's like that was a comment that's like that's why we don't, shouldn't educate women and it's like ha uh, like that's shocking when he mm-hmm. says it but it's i think it's part of him working through his yeah. own stuff which you usually don't totally see mm-hmm. he's like an archie bunker character that's like he's trying to figure out his way in the yeah. world that's changing around him yeah. you know yeah, yeah. but and which yeah. would be hard Totally. Yeah. I mean, he he. Especially is when you're trying to order salad and fucking order lamb and mass for your restaurant, dude. Yeah, you go in a restaurant stock room like it's a lot of planning. Yeah, tzatziki doesn't last too long. You gotta re, you gotta restock yeah. it frequently. Also, you gotta get the best price on it, and like Cisco's screwing you over. <laughs> like Cisco has a monopoly on this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's tough. It's tough. Check to out Gordon Food Service for for bulk food needs. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh well let's watch the let's watch the final act. Yeah, I'm 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 excited to watch the final act. I'm I'm predicting conflict right up at the top um with the wedding planning, fight 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 and then just a banger like a good fifth, solid 15 minutes of pure joy at the wedding. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're going to have a like a like a 5 minute ish we wake up in their new apartment in Chicago and and everything's good. Like a little decompression, a little falling action, mm-hmm. and then maybe a setup for a sequel. I wonder. Maybe mm-hmm. not. I don't know if they did that at this point. Yeah, in time I don't think movies. they. Would, I don't think they did. Known. I think it. I think the sequel is just after this movie made three hundred million dollars. Yeah, and they're just like we got to do it. Again. I want to bring up one more thing before we go, and this was a really astute observation. But I think Kevin made it. Corey, it might have been you. Uh, on oh, the bridge, when you. when she. Her personality shifts quite a bit. She's mm-hmm. like very standoffish, mm-hmm. kind of guarded, and then he's like pulling, pulling, pulling mm-hmm. it out of her, mm-hmm. and then you know the dam opens up, and she's just like, oh. my, my family is like this, and, yeah, and this yeah, happens, yeah. and then I have work at Dancing Zorbos, and my my cousin's like this, and thanks, Kevin. Um, <laughs> so you're what ten eighteen alarm to get out of bed, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and um. Kevin was like, "This is definitely pulled right from the one woman show." Like you yes. can tell yes. that yeah, that, that was, was that was a Kevin. scene that, wasn't that they were like, "We have to have this scene where she yeah. goes off on a monologue about her family." Yeah, yeah. but it played. Like, it, it worked really well. That would be one woman show to to audience. Like, do you want to know why I can't date you? Yeah. Do you want to know why I can't date you? Yeah. Well, let's get my whole family in here. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Yeah. Totally. Um, but but that, that was a great scene, and then after that, she became a lot more likable, in, in my opinion. Like, I, I wasn't really getting what it was about her until yeah. then, and then I was like, oh, she's she's cool. That's when her personality bloomed yeah. and blossomed. Mm-hmm. Um, um, go sign up for our Patreon. Yeah, check out our Patreon. We're yep. going to be doing Clueless. Clueless. Mm-hmm. We're doing mm-hmm. other movies. So if you want more of us, go sign up for our Patreon. That's right. And videos. Uh, and videos. Videos. Mm-hmm. Corey suggested we uh, we. Are gonna dress up like 
different characters from Sex and City and started OnlyFans. Yes. Yeah. You can yeah. watch Kevin panic as he shut off his his ten eighteen wake up alarm. As he's as he's dressed as the Catholic playwright that Miranda dated. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sweating and you wa- you get to watch him take a shower for only nine ninety nine a That's month. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh we love you and uh we'll see you next week. Later. 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 The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.